The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing SEO strategies. Joining me today is Brandon Leibowitz, who is the owner at SEO Optimizers, which helps you get more sales and leads using SEO. So far this week, Brandon and I have talked about optimizing your website for conversions, how to do keyword research for competitors. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation by, by discussing what SEO strategies work in 2023. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Brandon Leibowitz, the owner at SEO Optimizers. Brandon, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, it's an exciting one. We talked, uh, you know, on two a little more kind of like tactical level topics. And this one, we're kind of opening it back up to thinking about strategies for SEO in 2023. So to start off, what do you see as first being kind of like strategies that you would maybe advocate of a continuation of the status quo? Meaning it's not necessarily a new strategy that didn't exist in 2022 or earlier, but it's something that you feel should kind of be in the mix and on people's radar for how they think about strategy in 2023. 
I would definitely make sure that you have good original content on every single page of your website. Google feeds off text. They can't really read images or videos. So the more text you have on each page, the easier it is for them to read, understand, and know what keywords you're targeting. So definitely try to put content on every single page on your website, not just the home page, but any page that you want to rank needs text. Without text, it's going to be pretty hard to rank on search engines. It has to be 100% unique. Yeah, just copying text from one page to another, not make sure it's original content. That's a big part of it. And the more you have on each page, the better off you're going to be. But really, you got to write for the reader. So in the past, it was usually just write 400 words and you're good. But really, you got to write more than your competitors. So you got to figure out how much text needs to be there to answer that question. Like if someone's searching for how to fix a my refrigerator, you could probably write a couple thousand words about that. But if someone's searching how to tie my shoe, maybe a couple hundred words is sufficient. So it's just about knowing who the audience is, what they're searching and what needs to be there. And the way to do that is just search on Google for your keywords. Use on that first page of Google, skip over the ads, but look at the organic listings and open up all those websites on that first page of Google and see how much text they have. If everyone's writing 300 words, then you should probably write 350 words. If everyone's writing 2,000 words, you should probably write 2,100 words. So you want to do a little bit more than your competitors are doing. But searching on Google, things on that first page of Google and opening up all those websites is going to let you quickly look at your competitors, see what they're doing. And then you can incorporate those strategies into your website. Because if they're on that first page of Google, they're definitely doing something right. And if you look in the right places, you'll be able to see what they're doing and incorporate that into your own website so you get those rankings as well. Absolutely. I think we can't talk about strategy and not talk about content. So right out the gate, you kind of hit the elephant in the room within like the big kind of levers that we can pull within SEO. Kind of one of the hot topics lately has been machine generated AI content. We've seen this both in the communication from Google in the helpful content updates that started last year. Obviously, too, within this kind of craze of chat GPT um, that's coming through. How are you thinking about machine generated or AI content? And what's your perspective on how that should play into strategy in 2023? Well, Google doesn't want AI written content. So they see that you're using that, they will potentially penalize you. The thing is, how are they going to find out and differentiate? Because it's kind of tough to tell the difference nowadays. And 15 years ago with article spinners and things like that, it was pretty easy to see content that was just rewritten to be original because this has been around for years. I mean, I've been doing SEO for since 2007. And even before that, there's been tools that will write unique content for you. Didn't read well. Nowadays, it reads much better. But Google's always said they don't like that. Back in 2011 or 13, they had the Panda algorithm update, which is going after low quality content, duplicate content, original content was a big emphasis. And ever since then, they've been really focused on human written, original content written for people. So, I mean, it's tough because these writers work pretty well, but I hear they're going to watermark them. So the search engines will be able to see if it's AI versus human written content. Not sure what's going to happen in the future, but definitely got to be wary because you don't want to take shortcuts that are going to do more harm than good in the long run. It's Google up to date and on top of all these shortcuts and they don't want you to cut corners and they want you to really provide a good user experience. So you could take the AI written content, like use chat GPT as like a outline as for content, but don't just take that content verbatim, rewrite it, make it read properly, fix it. Cause 
it's just machine learning. It's not there yet. I mean, maybe in five years, it'll be perfect. But right now, it's still not sending out accurate information. It's pretty accurate, but it's not 100% there. It, the more people that use it, the more it's going to learn. And then the more accurate it's going to be. So eventually, it's going to become really smart and take over. But for now, you got to be a little wary and especially with that watermark that they're talking about adding. Because if search engines see that watermark in there, then they're going to know it's AI-ran content and devalue it and potentially penalize you. And instead of ranking higher in the search results, you're actually going to drop down in the search results, which is the last thing we want to happen. Absolutely. I think one of the, I guess, biggest recommendations I have like within AI-generated content is to be viewing it as as a tool. And I think you hit on this point as well, where... It's not to say you should implement blindly in the sense of not having those quality checks, not adding to it, but using it as a tool, like you do have potential to save time, increase velocity of work. And, you know, just like any other tool that we use, it has its use cases. And so I wouldn't go down the kind of path and it'd be a prediction of mine for this upcoming year is we are going to see a continual and a faster pace evolution in this space of it to be. And my recommendation is to be open-minded to how you can use it, but be critical of it at the same sense. And I think if you think about how Google wants to, and in the same vein of why they would devalue duplicate content is because they're looking for who can offer something new, who can contribute something additional to this. And even though AI content is super powerful now in the sense of having something that sounds readable and natural in the same way a human would write, it's still building off those existing pieces of what already exists. So I think using it as a as a starting point, as an outline, and then expanding beyond and introducing new entities to a given topic is going to be something then that can be like rewarded on top of it. Outside of content, what other recommendations do you have for effective strategies in 2023? Still gotta build backlinks because backlinks are what gets Google to trust you. Google looks at every website and just doesn't trust you because they don't believe you are who you say you are without you building that trust up. And the way to build trust up is by getting other websites to talk about you. Google's whole algorithm started based off backlinks. It's changed a lot how they look at them over the years, but still a big part of their algorithm is getting backlinks to your website. And a backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So if you're reading an article in the latimes.com and in there it says Brandon Leibowitz and you click on it, and it goes to my website, I'd be getting a backlink from the latimes.com. So the more websites that link to you, the more trust Google is going to give to you. And then they look at those keywords on your website. But it doesn't really work the other way around. Without backlinks, it's pretty much impossible to rank on Google. I mean, I've looked at tons of keywords over the years. And to this day, whoever's on that first page of Google, 99.999% of them are all going to have backlinks. In the past, it used to be the more backlinks you had, the better off you're going to rank. Now it's not the number of backlinks, but the number of quality backlinks. So what is a quality backlink to Google? Quality backlink is just a website that's related to you. So if you're, let's say you're a dentist and you're getting a backlink from a mechanic car body repair shop, they look a little strange. Like why is a dentist getting an automotive shop to link out to them? But if you're a dentist and you're getting a site like WebMD or anything related to health and wellness, that makes a lot more sense. So relevancy is a big part of the algorithm with the backlinks and making sure that you get on sites that are related to what you're doing. If you're just getting on random sites, 
it's probably going to do more harm than good. You need to be on sites that are related to what you're doing. That's really the biggest part. And then authoritativeness, how popular or big is this website? So if you're getting a backlink from my website, it'd be a good one. My website is not bad, but it's not the same quality as like a Forbes or Wall Street Journal or Entrepreneur or New York Times, stuff like that. So the bigger the website, the more trust is going to be passed on. But relevancy is really number one. Got to find sites that are related to what you're doing. That's such a big part of Google's algorithm. It's all about relevancy. The more relevant keywords you have on your website related to what that person's searching, the more backlinks that have that are related to what you're doing, the more relevant Google thinks you are to that search and the more likely they are going to show you to that person that's searching for your keywords. Absolutely. And I think this it's been an interesting area and space to be kind of following and we've heard over the course of the last few years backlinks are dead and kind of this debate that's been going on within seo of like how much value is in the backlink and my personal opinion i do agree with you that it is still an important factor sure you can make the case of as the understanding of language has progressed it's not needed to rely on it quite as much but i think we have plenty of evidence that is still a critical factor and it's not a volume game as much as the quality to your point but i think it's also something that it plays into the type of content it plays into the size of the website like if you're in an enterprise space working for like an ebay you're going to have a lot of natural backlinks so from a strategy or initiative perspective it may not be as high but if you're working with a smaller website like chances are that's going to be a much more important lever that you need to focus on and i think within this too recognizing quality of websites also in like the local SEO versus national and the type of backlinks maybe that you might be targeting within those could vary. And I think another just, I guess, timely or relevant proof point to this, even though it is outside of Google, but with the recent Yandex source code leak and seeing how high backlinks is a ranking factor within the Yandex search engine, even though again, it is different than Google, I think it is an interesting lens into data retrieval and how this is still a factor in our world of SEO. Yeah, I don't think backlinks are going anywhere anytime soon because that's what made Google search engine popular when it first started is their whole idea was let's rank websites based off backlinks. Let's look at other variables, but backlinks are a big part of it. And I mean, there's over 200 ranking factors that go into Google's algorithm, but I always tell people it's like a puzzle. There's a lot of pieces of that puzzle, but some are a lot bigger than others. And that backlink portion is a big piece of that puzzle. Same with the content on your website, the text on your website. That's such a big piece of it. Like those two alone are probably the most important aspects of SEO. I mean, everything else, there's a lot of other ones that are important, but without good quality content on your website and without good quality incoming backlinks from relevant websites, you're not going to get that trust and Google's not going to know what keywords to rank you for. Those two alone are by far what I would recommend more important aspects of SEO nowadays. I mean, it's always been that. It's Google updates or algorithm because what happens is people find ways to game the system like chat GPT, a way to get artificially written content by that's 100% unique, but it's not written by people. So once Google sees people gaming the system or finding like building tools to build backlinks that aren't really good quality backlinks, Google changes their algorithm and tries to stop that stuff. But as long as you're not doing anything that seems spammy or seems 
a little shady or like you're hiding text in like font size 0.001 on your website and let's say your website background is white, you make all your text white, that's going to get you in trouble. But if you just add text to the bottom of your website, just normal text, Google's not going to penalize you, things like that. So try to just not trick the search engines. They're pretty smart and they know almost all the tricks over the years. They've seen them all. So don't try to game the system. Just try to do things that work and that have been proven. And you can read Google Webmaster guidelines and search essentials and they'll tell you exactly what they're looking for. And really just comes down to quality and relevancy. Absolutely. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Kind of wrapping up this section, anything on kind of like the technical side of SEO that you would see or recommend as a strategy for 2023? Well, there's not really any new ones. It's just definitely all the same ones as before. Title tags, meta description, Schema, header tags, alt tags for images. Make sure you have a sitemap submitted to Google and Bing Webmaster tools. And yeah, but nowadays, big part of their algorithm is user experience. So how do people behave on your website? So that one's a little newer. Been going on for the past couple of years, but that one definitely has a big impact where someone searches on Google for your keyword and you rank number one. And then people go to your website and then majority of the people hit that back button. That tells Google maybe you aren't the most relevant. So in the past, I would be able to rank websites and I was like, great, I ranked you on Google. That's all good. I don't have to worry about what happens after people leave Google and go onto your website because that's not really in my control most of the times. So usually there's whole teams of web developers that are building and optimizing these websites. So if it's a bad user experience or it doesn't look good on mobile or it loads slowly, people are going to hit that back button and that sends Google a negative signal that potentially you might not be the most relevant and that maybe we shouldn't keep you up there. So definitely page speed. Load times are important. They're not the most important. Like a lot of people think that you need a fast loading website to rank on Google and faster it loads, the better for people, 100% definitely. But for search engines, like there's tools like Google Page Speed Insights and you can test all your competitors' speed and you'll see that the majority of them are probably not going to have the fastest websites. Speed only comes into impact when two websites are pretty much exactly optimized for everything's the same or similar to Google in their eyes of how they rank websites, then Google's going to say, all right, whichever one loads faster, we're going to prioritize that. But 
in general, speed is not the most important yet, but who knows what's going to happen in the future. It changes all the time. Their algorithm is constantly changing. There is no constant. It's always evolving. So just try to stay up to date, read, listen to as many podcasts or watch videos and join Facebook groups and read on forums and try to test as much as possible. Don't just read and listen because you got to take action and test, see what works and what doesn't work because no one's giving you exactly what works in the search engines. I mean, I guess we could look at that Yandex leak because Yandex is a direct competitor of Google. So they're probably going to keep their search engine algorithm pretty similar because Google works really well at ranking websites. I mean, it's not perfect. There's a lot of issues that I see all the time, but it works and they've got that market share. So why try to copy someone else when you can look at the best of the best and try to incorporate what's working in their search? So yeah, I would definitely tell people, check that Yandex leak out and see what's in there and Again, take everything with a grain of salt just because it's in there. It doesn't mean it's still true to this day, but it definitely was in the past and it still might work in the future, but you never know until you try. Absolutely. And I, I like that you called out the kind of relative factor of page speed or core web vitals. This is one that I think is really important that people do track and monitor, but keeping in context of it being a relative factor on how you compete to the competing domains or URLs for that given query, I think is a, a real important piece because then it can really highlight how impactful the lever is it going to be. And the other one too, which again has been debated a little bit in SEO of how much of user signals go into the algorithm and how much of a ranking factor is that. It's something that's been debated. I agree with you. I think 100% it is something that is used. And I hate to go back to it, but again, like to me, and not the only, but one kind of proof point to that is seeing it used and how it's being used within the index uh, leak. So it's like, to me, it didn't prove anything new, but it was more of a validation of something that you've been seeing and we've been kind of, I guess, talking about within SEO. So really like understanding that aspect and paying attention to what the user engagement is when you're bringing people to the site can be a really effective lever. To close it out, anything else, Brandon, that you'd want to throw out to put on people's radars for strategy in 2023? I would just be on the lookout for just, yeah, more, I feel like user experience going to be a bigger impact in the future, but just keep reading and learning as much as you can and just try to stay up to date because, but for the most part, as long as you're not doing anything spammy, you don't really have to worry too much about the algorithm updates. It's where you're like trying to game the system and finding loopholes. That's where it could cause issues. But as long as you're doing it essentially or according to what Google search essentials says, then you don't really have much to worry about. But again, take everything with a grain of salt. Google's not going to tell you how it really works. They're just going to tell you some of the things that work. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Brandon Leibowitz, owner of SEO Optimizers, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Brandon, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also find his Twitter handle there and head on over to his company's website at seooptimizers.com slash gifts, where Brandon prepared a little something special for our listeners. So go ahead and check out that link. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.